Hello guys, thank you so much for tuning in to Break Up Like a Boss, the podcast. A podcast designed for you to break through like a boss. And for all those boss people, boss babes out there looking for office space, I have the best option for you. These are co-working offices and virtual offices. They are already ready to use with conference room hours. Furnish, plug in, you just bring your computer and you get to start working on your dreams. Quest Workspaces is the sponsor for this episode with flexible terms and many, many options for all your office space needs. They have two amazing locations on Brickle Avenue um, and you can call 786-201-5498 to get more information. Um, As for Sally, and again, the number for Quest Workspaces, the best office space in Miami is 786 201-5498 and they have locations all throughout Florida and they have two in New York City so um, thank you to the sponsors of this episode hello guys thank you so much for tuning in to break up like a boss the podcast a podcast designed for you to break through like a boss i hope 2021 is treating you better than 2020 of course (laughs) and i can't believe the first month of the year it's gone and now we are in february already and i'm sure a lot of you are getting ready to uh well by the time that this airs actually super bowl is already happened so um it's quite interesting to watch and see how we are getting back to normality and the more and more i talk to people and i um, study their stories about how you know a lot of i don't want to call it failure but you know a lot of entrepreneurs especially people that study uh, started businesses or a brand or a service or an idea uh, right before pandemic, I've been interviewing these individuals to kind of see how they coped with failure. So today we are going to break up with failure. And this episode is based on one of my favorite books. I actually just reread it for a second time to prepare the podcast for you. It is Failing Forward by John Maxwell. If you have not read this book and you are into self-development or you just went through, um, you know, like a, a failure, quote unquote, right? I highly, highly recommend this book because it's going to really get you off the ground and it's going to put into a bigger picture and a bigger perspective how it is that you can use this failure to actually catapult your next venture. So if you are ready to break up with failure like a boss, Stay tuned because this episode is going to be amazing. Alrighty, so the premise of this book, what I really, really like is that uh, John Maxwell does a very good job to illustrate the story of really big thinkers, you know, people that are leaders and they have transformed history in several ways. And he illustrates how they fell over and over again. But the one thing they have in common is that they didn't let failure define them. Instead, they used failure to actually catapult their next move. And I'm sure a lot of you can relate, you know, um, especially if you're an entrepreneur, you're starting your own brand or company or even at work. You know, sometimes people like get fired and they don't understand why or if they don't get into school. And sometimes you have to look at the big picture. Sometimes um, you think you are not like making something happen for yourself. But maybe the reason why this is not happening is because you will um, gain, you know, something different and more superior or more positive down the road because of this failing, quote unquote, right? So, for example, in the book, 
Maxwell talks about Vincent Van Gogh, how he fell as an art dealer, flunked his entrance exam to theology school, and was fired by the church after an ill-fated attempt at missionary work. Can you believe it? Van Gogh. In fact, Van Gogh, during his lifetime, he seldom experienced anything other than failure as an artist. Can you believe that, guys? Now, for example, his uh, paintings are can go up to like $100 million today. But can you believe in his lifetime, Van Gogh only sold one painting, only one, guys, when he was alive. And that was four months prior to his death. So <laughs> if you are feeling uh, like you're failing on something, there is hope. There is hope. <laughs> Another story that I really like is the story about Albert Einstein. So before developing the theory of relativity, right, he encountered so much academic failure. One headmaster spelled Einstein from school and another teacher predicted that he would never amount to anything. Einstein even failed his entrance exam into college. Can you believe that? The genius Albert Einstein failed over and over, especially in academics. So if you think you are failing, make sure you are failing forward because, you know, the failure and the test, the trial and error that you go through in life, at least you're trying. At least you have the balls to try something different. At least you're not scared to fail because if you don't ask the questions, the answer is always going to be no. If you don't try to achieve your dreams, you're failing already at life because, you know, like you're not going to go through a failure, quote unquote, per se, trying something new, but you are going to be failing at life because you're not going to be learning something new or moving forward upwards in your life, right? So prior to dazzling the world, for example, with his athletic skills, Michael Jordan was cut from his sophomore basketball team. I also love this story. Because, you know, each story you can relate for science, for example, Michael Jordan's sports, Van Gogh's art. So each category, no matter what you do, no matter what industry you're in, everybody that has done something big, they have failed in a big, big way. And I am on the same boat with that. <laughs> for those of you who know me, you know that um, I always use the Phoenix as comparison because, you know, the deeper the fall, the higher the rise. And I have reinvented my life over and over and I have failed a million different times. But the one thing I never do is I never give up, you know, because those big tests in life are preparing you for a bigger destiny. And trust me, you know, I pray a lot, I meditate a lot, and I have a very close relationship with God. And I'm a firm believer that he doesn't test you in a big way if he doesn't think you can handle it. And, um, you know, like for those of you that know a few of the stories that I'm writing right now or my history, for example, in the, my latest book, Love 2020, I talk about pandemic passion, you know, and how so many people were able to find love and passion in their lives in a crazy year like 2020 during pandemic, during lockdown, during quarantine. So, you know, um, I always like to showcase the fact that, you know, there are so many different ways that you can make mistakes and use those mistakes to actually reinvent yourself. But trust me, it's not easy. Okay. <laughs> Don't think just because I'm telling you that, um, everything is going to get better and you know, you're going to use the failure as a catapult for your next venture. It doesn't mean that the road is going to be easy. Okay. So now let's go back to Michael Jordan's story. So Michael Jordan was cut from his sophomore basketball team. Can you believe that? Even though he captured six championships during his professional career, Jordan missed over 12 
thousand shots, guys. Lost nearly 400 games and failed to make more than 25 would-be games winning baskets. But, for example, failure does not stop Van Gogh from painting, right? Albert Einstein from theoretizing or Michael Jordan from playing basketball. But it was paralyzed countless, but it has paralyzed countless leaders and prevented them from reaching their potential. You know, some people just freeze and some people just become um, inert, you know, with failure. They get paralyzed. And this is what makes the difference between the winners, the movers, the shakers, the troublemakers like moi. <laughs> and for example, the people that just freeze and they let that failure define them. For example, because I went through a divorce, it doesn't mean that I don't believe in love. You know, nothing is going to stop me from getting love and getting married again. And, you know, I feel that the breakup is really the first day of the rest of your life. And the breakup is more a breakup with your old self than anything else, right? And at some point, great achievers are attempted to believe they are failures. You know, how many times, guys, and I want to hear this in the comment section, how many times have you been told that you're never going to mount something, that you are having big dreams and aspirations that are never going to happen, that you live in fantasy land? I feel that a lot of people want to transfer their own fears and project them onto you because, you know, I had a lot of people telling me, you know, I'm never going to be able to do certain things. And the funny thing is that I use that as a fuel to actually make it happen. Not because of what they say, just because to inspire them, because if they are fearful that they are not going to achieve their dreams, maybe my own story, my own struggles and making them happen for myself will inspire these people to actually believe in themselves, you know, because... Uh, like I said, when someone tells you you're never going to mount something or, you know, you are a failure just because you fail at something, these fears are really the projection of the person telling them to you. So do not believe them. Break up like a boss with the fear of failure. It's not yours. Babies are born without fear, without any failures. And we are learning how to fear failure as we grow older because of what people tell us, right? So... And like I said, at one point, we have all failed at something. Everybody goes through it, big or small, rich, tall, fat, old, successful, not successful. Life is a constant movement, and the only constant is change. So you will fail if you are trying something different, something bigger, right? In the face of adversity, shortcomings, and rejection, these people... Uh, the entrepreneurs, the failures, right? They hold on to self-belief and refuse to see themselves as failures. You have to re refuse to see yourself as failure. Break up like a boss with that right now in 2021. <laughs> and in the next segment, we are going to talk about a little bit of the um, moving forwards and failing forward, seven principles that Maxwell talks about in his book. And I really hope you're enjoying this episode. I want to hear your comments and make sure you check out my Instagram page, breakup underscore like a boss. So now we're going to talk about the seven principles that Maxwell talks about when he refers to the people that use failure to catapult the next move. These achievers, you know, and you can probably relate to many things um, in this section, what one thing they have in common are these seven principles, okay? Especially when they're failing at something. They reject rejection, number one, 100% reject, reject rejection, okay? And it's something that I have learned um, just in the past couple years, I will say, because, you know, before I used to be 
so scared to just fail and uh, for people to reject my work. For example, when I decided to switch from real estate, which, you know, I've done for like 10 years or over 10 years now, um, when I started to do my creative work and, you know, doing research and reading and I started my writing and my podcast, a lot of people did not get to shits about it. <laughs> okay. And they rejected me. They didn't believe that I was, you know, going to go through with it. And they didn't think that I was going to um, just take off with that. And, you know, and they rejected over and over many proposals, many ways that I tried to do things. And um, I never let that get to my head. Right. Achievers who persevere do not base their self-worth on their performance. Mm -mm. On the contrary, they have a healthy self-image that is not dictated by external events. Do not let external events dictate your self-image, guys. This is something super powerful. And this is something that I have tweaked and really just mastered in the past few months, especially because, you know, I used to be a crying baby and I did not take rejection well. But you should be at peace with praise and with criticism, right? Because when you know who you are, these external events do not dictate how you feel about yourself, right? So when they fall short, these achievers fall short, rather than labeling themselves as a failure, they learn from their mistakes in their judgment or behavior. So you have to learn from your mistakes, right? So you have to kind of analyze, but without thinking that you are a failure, more analyzing what failed about this attempt to do something new, right? Number two, people that fail forward don't point fingers. When people fail, they are often tempted to blame others for their lack of success. By pointing fingers, they sink into a victim mentality and see their face to cease their face their fate to outsiders. When playing the blame game, people rob themselves from learning from their failures and alienate others by refusing to take responsibility for mistakes. Now, this is something super duper important that again I um, now I take very seriously because when something goes wrong, even if I'm working in a team setting for my business or when I'm you know teaching classes or starting um, a new venture where something doesn't work out, I do not point fingers because the change that I'm looking for is the change on myself. Because when you change, everything else and everyone else around you change as well. Okay, so don't point fingers at other people because this is robbing yourself from actually learning from your mistakes, right? And going into victim mode can be very easy, especially when you're a drama queen like me. <laughs> but I urge you not to point fingers and really just take responsibility for your failures because in the same way, you're going to take responsibility for your success, right? So no pain, no gain, baby. So make sure you are analyzing how you fail and what you can do to improve that. And don't point fingers at other people because you do not control how they behave. Another huge one, number three, um, winners see failure as temporary, like anything in life, you know, nothing is secure. One thing is for sure, anything in life, nothing is guaranteed. Um, not, how, what is the saying? Go? In life, nothing is guaranteed, but anything, anything is possible, but nothing is guaranteed. Because like I said, it's the constant change is what actually makes failure temporary in the same way that you're going to have amazing days. That's temporary. Not every day is going to be good. In the same way, you're going to have horrible days that they're also not going to last forever, right? Like the seasons, they have to keep on moving. 
People who personalize failure see a problem as a whole they are permanently stuck in, whereas achievers see any predicament as temporary. So you see, do not drop into this thinking game that um, failure is going to be forever and this is going to be your story. And um, I use this exercise when I do journaling and I go through my Facebook um, memories, right? And I really like to see the transformation of like where I was a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, four years ago. And then I see that the changes are drastic. You know, some uh, posts show me at my peak in, let's say, January 15th. And then some posts show me that I was maybe in transition, on January 15 or two years ago. And then maybe I found another post from three or four years ago, same day, January 15, let's say. And I'm in a completely different spot in life. But one thing is for sure, you have to take failure as temporary because nothing lasts forever. Not the good days, not the bad days. And if you want to learn how to fail forward, stay tuned for the next segment because we're going to cover the next four principles. Alrighty, guys, hope you are enjoying this episode so far and that you're ready to break up with failure in 2021. So we're going to continue to discuss the principles about how achievers fail forward, right? Number four, I believe, they set realistic expectations and how many of you actually have issues with that? I mean, I am guilty of this myself, actually, because sometimes... Um, you know, I dream pretty big and I have sometimes sabotaged myself because, you know, like I'm not realistic on not the goal itself, but more like the time frame and the execution, right? Like I expect for things to happen very fast and I expect to, for things to fall into place and sometimes I don't take action on it. So set realistic expectations, guys. Unrealistic goals doom people to failure, for instance, if a person hasn't exercised for five years, <clears throat> raise your hand, <laughs> or at least 2020, right? <laughs> then making it to the gym twice a week might be a better goal than running in the next month's marathon. And especially with fitness and with 2020 and with the 20 of 20 <laughs> extra pounds, <laughs> I feel that I can definitely relate to this one, especially in the fitness area, because, you know, you have to train the muscle little by little. Sometimes I expect to just, you know, crash my diet or the gym in a week and then I expect my body to be looking like five years ago I don't know <laughs> um, also some people incessantly expect to be perfect break up like a boss with being perfect because this will definitely lead you to fail okay everyone fails so expect setbacks and emotionally prepared to deal with them and I want to highlight this one more time emotionally prepared to deal with the setbacks right because when you are bulletproof inside and in your mind, then you don't um, get this like emotional chemical reaction in your body, right? So like if you understand that failure is temporary, that you can tweak your uh, expectations and your goals and that failing is just one stepping stop to success. I mean, literally failure is just one step to success. If you're not failing, it's because you're not trying anything, <laughs> okay? So preparing yourself mentally, it's it's very interesting because um, your thoughts dictate how your body has the chemical reaction, right? So if you get emotional, it's because your thoughts are dictating how you feel. And when you prepare yourself to just kind of be always in center and sent and at peace, no matter what happens in the outside world, then this really 
prompts you to um, deal better with the setbacks and the failures and the mistakes and all of that, right? Because you don't want to get paralyzed because it really sets you back more. So it's very important that you move on and, you know, shake it off the faster, the better. So you can come up with a different and better strategy, right? Number five, focus on strengths. Strengths. You know what I mean. <laughs> don't invest time shoring up a non character flaws at the exclusion of investing in your strengths. People operating from a position of a strength enjoy a far lower rate of failure than those laboring on areas of weaknesses. For example, <laughs> I can focus on my strengths. For example, I've been dealing with this for the past year. <laughs> um, I'm super creative. I can really execute creative work very easily. You know, um, I can put the pieces of the puzzle as far as branding concepts and titles and all of that very easily. But for example, I'm missing the back of the house strength. Like I am not a very... So sorry, guys, I am recording on my phone today. And sometimes when I get a phone call, then everything goes berserk. But cheers to my sister because she was the one calling me. <laughs> okay, so uh, focus on strengths. So like I was saying, I have a lot of strengths as far as creativity goes and executing, you know, ideas, putting branding proposals together, um, you know, all of that, researching, reading, and just putting the pieces of the puzzle together. But for example, I am not really good in computers, technology. I'm not good about executing the back end of my business, for example, um, you know, like uploading YouTube videos, for example, or, you know, which is in my to-do list this year, by the way. I'm not really good at that. And, you know, if I will focus on things that I'm not good at, then I will never get my creative work off the ground. Now, in the beginning, last year, for example, no, 2020, 2019, when I decided to create my YouTube channel, I saw it something more flowy and organic and easier for me to execute. It was a podcast. So then uh, I decided to focus on that because, you know, I can create uh, more content easily that way. Same thing with writing. That's why I published um, two books so far and I'm still editing like a couple more coming up. So I've, I focus a lot on my strengths and, um, yeah, you have to also um, execute things that you are not good at, obviously, because then you're probably going to get good at it later. But it's very important to start with your strengths because that gives you momentum, in my opinion. Okay, so you are built to give your talents to the world. Be diligent about finding expressions for them in your career. Right. For example, for me, I was really good with people. That's why I had uh, a real estate career where the sales were very easy, but not because it's specifically I'm good at selling because I hate harassing people. It specifically is because I love people <laughs> and I'm curious about what they like and what they're about and what makes them tick. And I think that that gave me so much success finding their homes because you know, in the process, a very intimate process when you buy real estate and it's also emotional. And that's the part of real estate that I like. Perhaps, you know, that's my strength in the business. Not so much the selling part where I have to, you know, call, call people to get new business. Okay. So definitely focus, focus on your strength because your purpose in life, no, your goal in life should be to find your gifts and your purpose in life should be to give them away because the universe has a funny way to repay you for that, okay? Because living on purpose, giving your talents away, it's magical. It makes you happy. It makes you attract better things into your life. And it makes you just live a more fulfilling 
everyday life, right? I mean, I'm if I can attest to that. Like every t- every time I wake up to do my creative work, I'm so happy because I know um, I have transformed a lot of people's lives, and a lot of people tell me how important it is uh, what I'm doing, and you know, it just inspires them because I had the balls to actually change my life so many times over and over again. <laughs> but enough about me. <laughs> Next one. So number six, I want to say. Um, Achievers vary approaches of achievement. I cannot stress how important this is. In The Psychology of Achievement, Brian Tracy writes about four millionaires who made their fortunes by age 35. On average, these achievers were involved in 17 businesses before they finding the one that looked, that looked them to, that took them to the top. They kept trying and changing until they found something that worked. Can you believe that? On average, achievers were involved in 17 businesses before finding the one that took them to the top. And for my fellow entrepreneurs, I know you can relate to this because, I mean, (laughs) we have to try over and over again. And I had tried many different outlets and venues and businesses for my creative work. And um, I'm still trying to find the one that is going to stick. But I know that if I keep on trying, if I keep on failing, then I'm going to make it to the top. I'm going to, in the end, succeed. So, you know, it's very important that you approach your achievement in different ways, trial and error, learn from your mistakes, and try harder next time, right? Another thing that achievers um, share is the bouncing back process. Rehashing missteps and blunders for too long sabotages concentration and eats away at self-confidence when dealing with failure achievers have short memories <laughs> and i love to say every time you know i like to wake up like it's new year's every day and i really wake up like a blank canvas where you know i forget everything that i did the night before or the day before because i don't like to dwell on a spilled milk for too long now i like to analyze the things that I did wrong so I can, you know, tweak my next approach. But I don't really like to cry with spilled milk for too long. Now, this is now. Before, not too long ago, I did cry like a little baby every time I fell. So, you know, it's things that you kind of have to adapt, change and mold because now that I'm not really crying over spilled milk anymore, trust me, I'm able to bounce back way, way faster from my failures. So very important not to sabotage yourself and your concentration and your self-confidence by dwelling on failure too long, okay? Super duper important. And now we're going to be talking a little bit more about um, some interviews that I did about this topic because I want to include it in an article that I'm writing and then we're going to play a summary so you too can break up like a boss with failure. Alrighty guys, I really hope that you are enjoying this episode and I illustrate a lot of stories that talk about failure especially in the loving arena in my latest book that is live on Amazon right now in Kindle. It's Love 2020 Pandemic Passion, so feel free to search it under Gabriela Wanderlust. And I want to hear from you about what would you like me to do for the Valentine edition episode. I have a couple ideas, but um, I want to hear from you. Make sure you leave me a comment or check out my Instagram because I do go through your DMs. It's breakup underscore like a boss. Now, 
Um, failing forward, we're going to do like a little summary and I'm going to kind of share why I read this book uh, for a second time. So you can kind of relate and understand that, you know, in life, some things happen for a reason. And, you know, like uh, if you know how to utilize that failure um, to your advantage, then you can really succeed in many things, right? For example, my big failure, um, I wouldn't call it a failure, but quote unquote failure is, for example, my divorce, right? And a lot of people will consider this a failure, but I didn't. I decided to create my company after that. And I decided to actually better myself and dive into self-development therapy and just reinvent my life, you know, because I didn't let my divorce, my breakup define me. Instead, I am defining my life in a positive way because of that, right? Nothing has a meaning other than the meaning you give it. Okay. I believe it's nearly possible for any person to believe he or she is a failure and move forward at the same time, right? For those who have been downsized, let go, or bankrupt, the temptation may be to internalize failure. But for example, Donald Trump, right, who was our president just now, he went bankrupt many times, you know, fell at many businesses, had many ventures that didn't go his way. And imagine if failure got to him, right? He would never made it to be the president of the United States. People used to make fun of him already. They told him that he was never going to be able to make that happen. And who is laughing now, right? <laughs> That's just an example. Um, so you cannot let failure define you and you always have to keep on moving forward, right? Not let it get to your head. They say, oh, there's a saying that I like actually, do not let success get to your head and failure get to your heart. Do not let success get to your head and failure to your heart, right? Because um, if you want to be an achiever and make all your dreams come true, then you need to really be at peace when you're winning, the same as when you're losing, right? And for those, uh, like I said, my hope is that anyone who has suffered setbacks recently will be able to separate life's unfortunate events from their self-worth. Failure, like debt and taxes, will happen, right? Your response to failure holds the key to your future. And I took some highlight uh, notes from uh, the book that I'm going to share with you, okay? In summary, from Failing Forward. So what is the main difference between people who achieve and people who are average, right? The main difference for people who achieve is that they are failing multiple times over and over again. Why? Because they're getting out of their comfort zone and that is going to bring failure as much as success, okay? Number two, get a new defi definition for failure and success. Like I said, do not get success, get to your head and failure get to your heart, right? So come up with a new definition that is instead of a problem, it's an opportunity. Instead of, you know, um, like something negative, you can make it into a challenge that can actually help you grow and learn something new, right? Number, T, number three, <laughs> if you have failed, are you a failure? And the answer to that is obviously not, you're not, okay? And like I said, for us entrepreneurs, Failing is going to happen on a daily basis, but you have to wake up every day like a white canvas, like it's a New Year's, it's like it's a birthday, let's say, right? And um, you get to write whatever you do today is going to define you in the next uh, 360 days for the rest of your life. So I always say today should be the first day of the rest of your life, right? Number four, you are too old to cry, but it hurts too much to laugh. So for example, when I say that the last, 90, the last 
10% takes 90% of the effort, right? In this book by Maxwell, you are going to find out that a lot of people walk away right at the finish line and they don't close, they don't succeed, they don't achieve because they give up just a tiny bit too soon, right? And I believe in the book, um, Maxwell shares the story of um, the, the, I can't remember the name, the person who created, who created the airplane, um, someone else was coming up with this idea and he was going to be the actual creator of the patent. And then he gave up a little bit too soon. And then the two brothers that actually finished the project, they were the ones that were giving the, um, they were giving the credit for creating the airplane. And I'm going to look it up again because I totally forgot the names on it, but it's a very interesting story. So do not give up right at the finish line, right? Do not give up right at the finish line. Number five, find the exit of a failure freeway. So you know how sometimes you fail over and over and this takes you on a slippery slope and it just takes you on a downward spiral. Make sure that you are not on the failure freeway because um, it's okay to make mistakes, but it's not okay. It's not okay to make them over and over again. Okay. So make sure you're not getting dragged out to something that is not organically moving forward and that you're not learning from your mistakes. So you keep on making and making the same failures, quote unquote, right? Number six, no matter what happens to you, failure is an inside job, right? Remember, no matter what happens to you, I think this one is one of the most important ones. Failure is an inside job. If you start believing and feeling like you fail, like you're a failure, then that's what you're going to bring to your life. So make sure that it doesn't get to your inside, your inner being, your strength, your power. Don't let failure convince you that you are a failure, right? The only person that can make you fail is yourself. Number seven, is the past holding your life hostage? You know, a lot of people like to... Um, get so attached to the past that they are not able to reinvent themselves in the present and create a new future. So if you continue to hold yourself to the past, you're not going to be able to create a new future. So make sure you break up with your past, especially with your failures. Just because you failed yesterday, it doesn't mean that you have to fail today or that you will fail tomorrow. So make sure you break up like a boss with your past, especially your past failures. Okay. Number eight, who is the person making these mistakes? No pain, no gain, right? So make sure that these mistakes are defining you for the better and that you're using them to catapult your next idea, your next venture, your next trial and error. Number nine, get over yourself. Everyone else has. And by that, I mean that you need to just get over yourself when you do good or bad, you know, because in the end of the day, you think people care about what you're doing, but most successful people truly don't care about what other people say, okay? Guess what? Because so many other people around you, you think they care about what you're doing? Guess what? They don't because they are actually so self-absorbed and self in their own aspirations, their own dreams, their own lives, Okay, so most people are just so into themselves that they really don't care if you fail or not. And if you make it a bigger deal by giving it more attention when you fail, guess what? People are going to notice that and people don't respect that. It's better to just move on and really not pay attention to what other people say about you or your mistakes. Okay, number 10, grasp, 
Grasp the positive、um, benefits of negative experience. Always bring the best of every failure because every experience brings you a new、um, brings you a new message. Right? It's going to give you、um, the wisdom because you know you're going to have. The wisdom to know better because you at least try something. You at least had the courage, the balls, to try something different and to not be afraid of failure, which is super duper important. Number eleven, take risk. There is no other way to fail forward. Take the risk, guys, because if you're not risking anything, then you're the biggest risk is not risking anything at all. It's okay to take risks because you know you will succeed sometimes. You will make failures, but at least you're moving forward. You had the courage to do things differently, especially when you're an entrepreneur, right? Number twelve: make failure your best friend. I want to change this for make failure your bitch. I think I、um, recorded an episode that kind of talks about that. And when you make fear and failure your bitches, then they really work with you to actually accomplish. Anything that your heart desires. So make sure that you are not being the bitch in this case. That you are making failure your bitch. Okay. Number thirteen. Avoid the top ten reasons people fail, and we are going to touch on that、um, in another、um, segment. But really, avoid the ten reasons why people fail, and I'm going to be covering that in the next segment. Okay. And the little difference between failure and success makes a big difference. So sometimes you have to pay attention to the little things that make a big difference in your life. For example, something that seems so simple like waking up early in the morning makes a huge difference in how you perform the rest of your day and how you live the rest of your life. Right. So pay attention to the little things that make the big difference. Right. Number fifteen. It's what you do after the setback. That counts. So, how fast you pick yourself back up, how soon you reinvent yourself, how quickly you decide to try the next、um, venture, this is what really counts after you fail. Okay, and if you want to fail forward, now you know how, guys. I really hope that you are enjoying this breakup with failure. Podcast episode because I feel that starting the new year, this is how you start your year like a boss, trying new things and learning how to not fear failure and make pain failure and fear your bitch. Alrighty, guys, and now to wrap it up, we are going to check out the ten reasons why most people fail. Right, and failure is unfortunately an unavoidable part of life. Right. While it's never fun to fail at something, failure offers a good opportunity to grow and to learn from your mistakes. However, if you are finding yourself failing a little more often than you would like, it might be time to address some issues. Right. So here is the ten reasons why most people fail, guys. And I know you and me can relate to most of them <laughs> because we're human, obviously. And if you are trying something different or a new business or a new idea, then you're definitely probably failing. Uh, every day, <laughs> okay. Number one,、um, people don't look before they leap. Sometimes spontaneity is a good thing, right? And I'm guilty of that as well. Sometimes、um, I don't do a lot of planning and I just jump into things very fast, right? It's often good to do some planning before tackling a big task, 
For example, don't go into a music audition without looking at the music first, right? That set you up for failure. Instead, instead practice until you feel ready to perform. And for example, um, you know, it's not like I'm going to go into a bikini competition if I didn't work out for like six months, right? It doesn't make any sense or plan a photo shoot for that matter. It's very important that you do some planning uh, as much as taking action. It's very important to also plan and not just go blind and jump into things too fast. Number two. They don't want it enough. A lot of people fail because they don't want something bad enough, big enough, right? Often to get, um, often to get the things you want, you're going to have to want it really badly. This motivates you to do your absolute best. Try to envision yourself succeeding at whatever you are working towards. The way you'll be pushed to do well, okay? So you have to want it bad enough. A lot of people fail because they get bored and tired and they just don't want to, you know, the pain of staying the same is not greater than, um, it's greater than the pain of moving forward or failing forward, I should say, right? Number three, they don't look for alternatives. And this goes about the whole molding and changing your approach. So what if something isn't working out? Try tackling it from a different angle, guys. Try different things. You might be surprised how many things you could accomplish if you just try approaching it in a slightly different way. This gives you a completely new perspective and might end up in success. You know, they say the little things, the little uh, the little tweaks, they make the big difference in the end of the road, right? Sometimes you're not paying attention to those little details that make a big difference on your road to success. Number four, they give up. For some people, failing once means never trying again. But there's a lot to be said for those who bounce back and keep trying. You have to bounce back, guys. It shows persistence and often leads to success. Also consistency. I think never giving up is uh, something that you have to do consistently because then, um, you know, you're going to keep on moving forward no matter what. It's like a the formula works, basically. Don't get too discouraged after failing once or twice. Keep going and you're more likely to get what you want, guys. You have to just not give up and try harder. And once you fail, you have to try again. Try and try again. Number five, they don't have a goal. If you don't know where you're going, guys, how do you know where, like, where to start, what to do, how you're going to get there? You can't succeed, succeed if you don't know what you want. And that's, the, I think, the main, the main issue in a lot of people is that they don't know what they want. They're okay just living someone else's dreams instead of really analyzing and um, just asking themselves, what is it that I want from life? What are my goals specifically? You know, I want to buy a house in this neighborhood, this price point in the next year, for example. It's a very specific way to describe a goal, right? I want to make $50,000 a month selling books and seminars, and I'm going to get that in the next year or so by doing this, so-and-so. So you see, you have to be a little bit um, more uh, in detail when you are describing your goals because... The more uh, detail that you give to it, the more you're going to be moving forward in that direction, okay? And you you can't succeed if you don't know what you want. If you haven't defined what constitutes a success, you can't reach that either, guys. Make sure you have a very clear idea of what success means to you, okay? Because it means different things for different people, and it might change uh, 
even for yourself, depending on what stage in life you're in and depending if you continue to change that concept throughout your life, right? That way you have a concrete goal in mind that you can work towards and eventually reach. So do not fall for this not having a goal and not defining your dreams because if you don't know where you're going, how are you going to get there, right? (laughs) Number six, they don't heed advice from others. Listening to those who have been in your shoes in the past can be very helpful. For example, if I'm trying to build an online business and write books and get like a literary, um, um, a publishing house and a literary agent, I need to study what other people did before they became successful when they were in my shoes now, you know, like what I'm doing through, what I'm going through right now. So it's very important that you take opinions from people that are relevant as well, okay? Not from anybody, not just people that like to criticize for criticizing, but for people that like to actually um, give you construction criticism, for example. So make sure that you are paying attention to who is giving you the... Um, to who is giving you the... Uh, the criticism and make sure you are studying what other people did similar to your path okay to get to where you want to be reach out to those who understand what you're going through like i said it has to be something that is um important to like the own path that you're taking okay and have accomplished what you're working towards they might just give you the piece of advice that piece of a puzzle they would change your entire view of the problem Um, they listen to too much advice, but the opposite is also not good, okay, to just lose track of what you want and what you're doing because you, there's so much chatter and noise from other people coming towards you. Conversely, listening to too much advice at once can get confusing. Limit yourself to a handful of people who really know what they're talking about, okay, so it's very important to know how to differentiate the chatter and the noise from the actual constructive criticism. Chances are many people who try to dole out advice don't know much about the subject. Only seek help from people who know exactly what you're going through and have the skill set to talk about the topic. Very important. Number eight, people that fail a lot, they have too many excuses and they blame others for their failings, quote unquote. Excuses can only get you so far. Instead of making excuses as to why you're failing, try thinking about what the real reason for your failure is. The sooner you face these reasons, the sooner you can get back on track to success. Address any major issues and get back on your feet as quickly as possible, guys. Nobody likes excuses. Excuses are for losers. (laughs) Number nine, they are all talk and no show. Oh my God, I hate that one. Show up and shine, guys. Most people don't even show up, okay? Showing up is 50% of the effort. And a lot of people talk the big game, but they don't execute nothing, okay? And actions speak louder than words. We all know someone who talks a big game but never follows through. Don't be that person. Yes, you should plan and talk things with others. For example, for me, it keeps me accountable. So I like to discuss my projects with people because it keeps me accountable. Because I know if I'm talking about it, it's because A, I'm going to be pulled towards that direction. And B, I'm also conditioning myself to believe that I'm doing and working towards that goal. And number three, it keeps me accountable. Because, you know, I cannot say I'm going to create a podcast or a brand or a company or write a book and then not do it. 
because then I'm not going to like myself. I'm not going to respect myself and people are not going to respect me from the professional point of view either. Okay. So very important that you show up and shine and that you talk the talk and walk the walk because actions speak louder than the words, guys. And last but not least, they misjudge. Time, difficulty, monetary investment. A lot of people fail because they haven't done their homework properly. And I am guilty of this a lot because sometimes I jump into things too fast, right? So before you start a project, make sure you know what you're getting into. Always overestimate to give yourself some wiggle room, guys. Give yourself more credit. I always tell people, give yourself a little bit more credit and wiggle room to kind of... um just make it happen and learn how to fail forward, right? Because if you think about it and you are constantly misjudging, then you're going to continue to make the same mistakes over and over and not learning nothing new. So make sure that to fail forward, you are not misjudging and calculating the right way and the right uh, path to take to the goals, right? The right steps. So I'm hoping that you're loving this episode. I hope that you're ready to break up with failure in 2021. Go visit my website, www.breakuplikeaboss.com for a little bit more details. And don't forget to check out my books on Amazon. If you search Gabriela Wanderlust, they will pop up. And I am taking new clients for one-on-one consultations as far as self-development goes. And if you want to learn how to podcast or do some creative writing with me, please shoot me a line, Gabriella at breakuplikeaboss.com. And stay tuned because we have some amazing episodes coming for you this month. Kiss.